if you would now. Our text on this morning is found in the book of Colossians, chapter 2. We're going to read it down through verse 6, and we're just perhaps going to focus on just uh, a few of these verses on this morning. But Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 through verse 6. Amen. Continue in prayer and watching the same with thanksgiving with all praying also for us, and for God who would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bonds. And this is the Apostle Paul talking. That I may make it manifest as I ought to speak, walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Every man. Mm, mm -hmm, mm, mm, mm. Well, let's focus here again on verse 2. Continue in prayer. Mm. Continue in prayer. We heard it, it was just a. Uh, Perhaps as, as Elder David said it on last week uh, during our earlier portion of the service, and he said that it was his, uh, his aim and his goal to be uh, constant and consistent in his actions. That ought to be the goal for all of us as people of God, to be constant and consistent in all of our actions. Not just some, but in all of our actions. Now, I did some quick math as, uh, this morning uh, before we began our service up here. Uh, and, 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 and my question is, are you consistent and regular in your prayer life? Now, here's the math. On Monday mornings, we corporately uh, come together electronically at 6.15 to 6.30 a.m. for our Monday morning quarter hour of power corporate prayer. Now that's 15 minutes. And then on Wednesday evenings from 7.30 until 8.30, we have our Wednesday night Bible studies. Now that's 60 minutes. And then when we come together for our Sunday morning worship service, which begins at 9.40 a.m., and usually uh, last for approximately 120 minutes. So now for all of you, you know, you mathematicians, uh, so we have a 120 minutes on Sunday, 60 minutes on Wednesday, and 15 minutes on Monday. So that is a grand total of 195 minutes total for the week. So now if we would translate that into hours, that would be three hours and 15 minutes our entire week 24 hours a day seven days a week totals 168 hours total for one week 
So now if we spend together corporately in prayer and in Bible study in our worship celebrations, three, three hours and 15 minutes throughout the week, then out of that 168 hours, that leaves 165 hours and 45 minutes left for you to do other things. Seems pretty simple, doesn't it? Here I am again, praise the Lord all this morning. I'm preaching to the choir again all this morning, amen. But it is true. Are you consistent and regular in your praying? Do you have daily quiet time alone with God or do you find yourself being a little haphazard in your prayer and allowing other things to crowd out your prayer life. Mm, yeah. We are familiar with history. And, 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 and history, I love history and just, you know, uh, the following history and looking at a lot of the things that transpired in, 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 in prior years and all of that. I mean, and all of you have ever, uh, been to, and I think most of us have been to, uh, uh, we've spent time in, in the Williamsburg, uh, Virginia area, and, and all of that. And if you're familiar, there's a town, town there, and it's Jamestown in Virginia, site of the first uh, colony. So in Jamestown, Virginia, uh, the first colony was established and that was over 350 years ago. And when the, those pilgrims came in to Jamestown and when they landed, uh, most of the people built humble huts for their families because they needed to have a roof over their head and to be sheltered from the storms and the elements and all of those things. But so they were really humble and, and really, really, really shabby looking and, and, and ugly looking huts. You know, there was no, uh, uh, committee in, in the town and no building uh, enforcement codes and everybody just kind of built their little hut or their little shack according to whatever types of materials they could gather and, 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 and some of them were really 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 kind of uh, disgusting and awesome ugly looking and all of that mm -hmm. so we had this community now of, 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 of Mitch, mix matched houses and huts, if you will. But right in the middle of the town, they erected an imposing church building as a testimony to all those people that came into their settlement there of Jamestown. Yeah, they wanted all the people to know that came into their settlement of Jamestown that the people of Jamestown put God first. Hence why when you're traveling through many communities and you see the grand uh, steeples and, and, and all of that, and you know that there are beautiful edifices, edifices uh, and, and churches and things, you know, in the towns and that, you know, the demonstration is that the people that live there are putting God first. Now, these people in the community of Jamestown in this settlement, they had a two-hour worship service every day of the week. They came to church every day of the week, and they worshiped for two hours. And listen to this. 
and attendance was mandatory. If you lived in that settlement, you had to get up out of your hut and you had to come and worship for two hours every day. And if you didn't show up for the daily service, your day's food ration wouldn't be given to you. See, they didn't have any, they didn't have any Super Freshers or Acme Markets or, or Aldi's or any of those other stores back then. They had to go out and forage for food and they would get corn and, and you know, and other, other things and whatever the wildlife was, rabbits or turkeys or, you know, squirrels or any of those kinds of things. And, and they, 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 they pulled everything together. So if you didn't come to church, you didn't get any food. And so the reasoning of, of, of the religious leaders in, in, in that particular community was is that if you were too sick to go to church, if you had a hangnail, if you whatever, 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 couldn't come to church, then the, their reasoning was then you're too sick to eat. That's why you didn't get your rations. And that was Monday through Saturday. But then they had a five-hour worship service on Sunday. And you were expected to be there for all five hours, people of God. And if you, now listen, you think that's cruel. You think that's cruel. Now I'm asking you, can you, can you give the Lord 195 minutes total during the week? Three hours and 15 minutes? Does that sound unreasonable to your choir? No, it does not. Now listen to this. But now if you miss church for three weeks in a row, then they would drag you out of your little humble abode and they would put you in stocks for six weeks out on the church lawn. You know what those stocks are, right? You've been there. You've been there. You've been down in Williamsburg and you've seen that. You know, they've got this device that's made out of wood. They do like that. It had a hinge on it. They put you in there, hands and arms and your feet, and then they raise the thing down and here you are. You're sitting out there in all the elements, all right, uh -huh, for six weeks on the church lawn. And believe it or not, these stocks are still there in Jamestown. They're still there. Maybe some of the people are still out there, too. Who knows? Uh-huh. Yeah. But you know what, though? So maybe the people and in, 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 in the religious leaders there, maybe they did go a little bit too far. Maybe. Uh-huh. And, and I think we'd all agree that that sounds a little bit too harsh. Yeah. But one lesson I think comes through very loud and clear. And, and that is, in this original Jamestown settlement, the people wanted to communicate, and the religious leaders there wanted to communicate very clearly that God came first. So, amen. Hallelujah. I just want you to know that out there in the parking lot after we dismiss and go out, there is, amen, a, a, a pair of stocks out there that have been personalized and monogrammed, designer designed and built just for you with your name on them. Amen. Just kidding about that. And so the good news is we don't have any money, amen, that's been allocated for stocks in the church budget for this year, thank God. Yeah, but we do, and I believe all of us, and I want you to get a handle on the importance 
of rearranging your priorities and putting God first in your spiritual life. It's all about putting God first. So I ask the question, are you consistent and regular in your prayer life? Do you feel like you're growing in your prayer life or do you feel like you have stagnated, reached a certain plateau, plateau and not grown much beyond that? Here in Colossians chapter 4 verse 2, the A portion of that verse says continue in prayer. And I know one of the things that we want to be, people of God, is we want to be good Christians at home and on our jobs and everywhere we go. Do we not? Well, I believe that the only way to do that is to pray. Be a person of prayer. And the B portion of verse B says, and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Be prayerful and be thankful to God. Be a thankful person. And this applies to everybody, no matter who you are. Amen. Mothers, fathers, sisters, and brothers, we just need to be more thankful when it comes to the things of God. How would it be if you woke up one morning and, and, you, and, and how good would that be if you woke up every morning and you said, Lord, I thank you for a new day, Heavenly Father. I thank you because I'm alive. I thank you that the sun is out. I thank you that I, I thank you that I have air to breathe. And Lord, most of all, I thank you that I'm not a slug and I'm not living back there in Jamestown in the 1600s. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. We, we just need to be thankful and we need to be prayerful when it comes to the things of God. We cannot be grumpy and unforgiving. Have you know this? You know, perhaps in 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 uh, the, your place of employment, some people uh, go by this this expression. Well, I'm not a morning person. You know, it takes me till well after noon to get my act together, and you know, to get myself together and to adjust my attitude, so now that I can begin to, uh, to act like a normal and operate like a normal person. I don't know about you, but I don't like grumpy people. And I and I and I really really. Really, 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 I, 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 don't, I don't think there's anything more abhorrent than having grumpy believers, people of God, in your presence. Mm -hmm. You know what I was thinking about this? Don't they realize how good God has been to them? Don't they realize that they're going to heaven, they're on their way to heaven, uh, like that old expression used to be, and I'm so glad? We all ought to know that we're on our way to heaven and we ought to be glad about it. We ought to be thankful that we have the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, we ought to be thankful that we have the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God who dwells on the inside of us. So I really don't think there's a single excuse for a rational believer, saint of God, to be grumpy any day of the week. Thanksgiving should always be flowing from your lips constantly. Remember, we want to be consistent. We want to be constant in our actions. That means continuing in prayer and watching in the same with thanksgiving. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Is praying an obligation and a chore, or do you find it a time of refreshing fellowship with the Lord? I don't know about you, Pastor Dor and I, Amen. When we start our day, by the time we finish up the prayer, I mean, Lord have mercy. We are so charged up. We are so fired up. We are so wound up. We're just ready 
Ready, 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 ready for the day to begin. Amen. Hallelujah. But that takes a mindset in making the Lord your priority. Making God a priority and letting him be first in every area of your life. Mm. It says here in verses 3 and 4, With all praying also for us, uh, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Now here Paul's talking about prayer. He wanted the people that was writing this letter to the church at Colossae and, and everyone else to pray for him. You see, Paul understood the, the, the results of prayer. Do we as people of God understand the results of prayer? Well, and I say that now, and I'm going to ask this question. How many of your prayers are getting answered? How many of your prayers are getting answered, people of God? Amen. Hallelujah. Paul said here in this scripture, he said, pray for us. Not that I'll get out of prison, because at this time, Paul was locked up in the slams. But he said, don't pray for the doors to just spring open, you know, very miraculously, you know, and all of that. But he said, but pray for us that the word will come forth from right here where I am in this situation that I'm in right now. But I think if I were writing this particular scripture, I would say, please pray for me, y'all, that I'll get out of here because I'm tired of being locked up here in prison. But Paul says, my desire is that God's word will go forth from here, that those around me will really see that Christ lives on the inside of me. And I think that's really the way that we should pray, people of God. Lord, make me a sanctuary. Right here, right now, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm praying for all of those that change will fall, that we will be able to bow. The, just as the words to the song that we sang on this morning would apply. A while ago, I saw a billboard that said, pray, it works. And I thought, yeah, you know, that's true, but what if it doesn't work? Not for me, but I'm just, you know, in general, and I'm, 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 I'm going over this in my mind. But most of the time, we pray small prayers like, Lord, get me out of here. Lord, if you just do that for me right now. And when they don't work, people stop praying instead of learning what prayer really is. It is dialogue with God. It is not always a monologue, but it is talking to God and having him talk back to us. Prayer, people of God, is not to get God to see things our way, but rather to get us to see things God's way. That ought to be a priority for us. That's why we say, Lord, open the eyes of all of those that are here, that they might see the more of you. Hallelujah. So we get that revelation of God. Every one of us, we should be like Paul. We should always be continuously in prayer. And I'm going to be honest with you, I've got a whole lot to learn about prayer, people of God. But I see the principle right here that Paul is trying to impart to all of those. He's demonstrating as he prays not to get out of prison, but he'll have the boldness and the wisdom in any situation that he's confronted with. We all need the, walk. We all need the wisdom of God, do we not? Yes. Verse 5 says, walk in wisdom towards them that are without redeeming the time. I don't know whether you know it or not, but I'm realizing right now 
The time is moving so rapidly, and I only have a few minutes left. Time is moving rapidly in this earth. So it's up to us, people of God, to redeem the time. It's going so fast, people of God, that we should be willing to make every minute, every hour of every day of the week count. So how can we do that? How can we redeem the time? Here I go with some more study statistics. Here you go. And it says that the average American will spend six months of his or her life waiting at red lights. Yeah, and a whole lot of folks say, well, I just don't have time to pray. But think about this. What if you decided that at every red light that you would pray for people in this fellowship, for people in your communities, for those that don't know Jesus, and for people around the world who have never heard of his name? And then, you know, people will say, well, you know, I don't have time to read. I don't have time to pray or to memorize scripture or to even study the word of God. Hello? Yes, they do. Yes, you do, people of God. If you have time for everything else, you've got time to spend time in prayer. How was when I gave you those statistics for us throughout the week? I said, there you go, 195 minutes is enough time. And I'm not even talking about getting up at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning to pray. I'm talking about just using the time that you're at a simple stop. Well, I said simple. That's not a, that was not a slip. Sometimes stoplights can be simple. We've got to redeem the time. So he says continue steadfastly in prayer. That word continue means to be constant. It means to be persevering and unwearied in your prayer. That means you've got to spend constant and unbroken fellowship with the Lord, no matter where you are. It means to walk and breathe prayer. It means to live and move and have our being in prayer. It means to never face a moment when we are not ever in prayer. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone, I know I have, and all of a sudden I break out in my prayer language and they look at me like, and then I realized that now I'm in conversation with, you know, an individual with a human being here. But on the inside, that prayer wheel is always turning. But how can we redeem the time, huh? When we have so many duties and affairs that demand our attention. How can we continue and walk in unbroken prayer? In prayer, yeah? Well, we've got to make the choice. Make the commitment to spend time with God and develop an attitude of prayer. And after developing that attitude of prayer, then we have to, to now learn how to walk in a spirit of prayer. And that means even during the course of your day, you can take a mental break from your work and you can spend a moment in prayer even if it is in quiet, solid prayer. And then pray always with your mind on the Lord and not upon some duty that you may be trying to accomplish that day. And here's one that's really difficult for a whole lot of folk. To rise early and pray before their daily activities begin. Amen, everybody. Everybody does that anyway. Amen, Pastor. Amen. Hallelujah, people of God. Spend a worship time with God in prayer and make that a continued practice. 
And if you can, pray before you go to bed. Pray before you go to bed. And spend that extended time in prayer and make that a continued practice in your life. We'll close this up here in a minute. So in all honesty, people of God, the mass, vast majority of people waste minute after minute every hour in useless daydreaming and wondering thoughts. Yeah, we do. Mm -hmm. We're, our minds are, you know, all somewhere off somewhere in outer space or thinking about something. But if we could just learn to devote time to prayer, then we discover what it is to walk and live in prayer. And I believe that's the duty of every one of us as believers. And spending time in prayer is not something that God can do for us. You see, we are the ones. You and I, all of us, individually and collectively, we are the ones that have to discipline ourselves to pray and to earnestly pray. Because if we don't pray, people of God, then prayer never gets done. And nothing will ever be accomplished in your life. So the Bible is very clear here in verse 2 of chapter 4 of Colossians, in which we are to continuously be in prayer. Amen. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 11, it says, seek the Lord and his strength and seek his face continually. Are you continually seeking the Lord? Are you continually seeking his wisdom? Are you continually seeking his direction? Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to support this ministry, consider giving online. Text keyword RWOLFC to 77977 or through our free app. Search R. Wolf C. in the App Store. For more information, visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events. 